You're listening to the Play, Teach, Talk podcast. I'm Tiffany Thompson, a speech pathologist with over 20 years of expertise in working with children under three years of age and their families to help them understand language and communicate more effectively. My specialty is in working with emerging communicators with few or no true words to reduce their frustration, help them interact and play with their peers and family, and learn to truly enjoy the back and forth of functional communication throughout their daily routines. This podcast is not intended to diagnose speech-language disorders, but is more of a general set of suggestions for children who are experiencing delays in their language skills. For recommendations or therapy specific to your child's needs, consultation or evaluation with a licensed speech-language pathologist in your city is highly suggested. This is season four, episode 19 of the Play, Teach, Talk podcast, Consistency in Parenting Styles. This episode came up because I have a family right now that is struggling with their precocious, fun uh, child who's very bright and who's been picking up on new things very quickly in his home. Um, who is has several different caregivers and who has now started in a daycare. And um, whereas there had been some kind of tantruming and things that were happening as he was getting older and starting to make connections and starting to see different rules in different households, now that he has a whole new set of rules that he has to follow at daycare, then the first fights were starting to happen at school. Um, and this little boy has an older sibling who... Um, with whom he fights, but his older brother is very passive and allows him to um, be physical with him without too much consequence until it gets really boiled over. And um, that da the daycare is not going to tolerate any sort of hitting or scratching or violence like goes on with him and his brother. So uh, the, the family was asking for guidance on what to do as far as helping him to get more comfortable with the, the new rules at the daycare. And one of the things that I pointed out to um, the family was that this child has about six or seven different uh, day caregivers throughout his day, um, including both of his parents who live separately, and they don't really know what the structure is or what the rules are at the dad's house. Um, and um, several older caregivers who have different sets of disciplining styles. So one of the first things that I suggested was that the family sit down and really have a meeting and say, okay, so what, what are our rules? I know that mom has the most permissive parenting style. We've been talking a whole lot about doing things like redirecting um, and when to do a timeout and things like that, but that was my biggest um, suggestion to them was partially because um, the, the mother is is more uh, permissive, but then there's also different forms of discipline where sometimes when he is tantruming or when he wants something, they're giving him TV, and that's almost a positive reinforcer. They're giving him something that he wants rather than you know taking anything away or putting him in timeout when he has a tantrum or when he slaps or hits. Um, so, you know, pointing that out to the parents is really important. So what are the things that 
you really need to reinforce or that you need to have be consistent across different caregivers to help kids know what the rules are. Um, you might need to talk about what the bedtime is for the child in the different places and the different settings where they are. If they're with their grandparents, um, are they going to go to bed at a completely different time than they do with mom or dad? Um, again, this also can be affected by how much time the child is spending with each caregiver. If a child is spending one weekend every six months with a with a grandparent and then the bedtime is a little off, that's not going to affect the overall understanding of that child of what the rules and limits are as much as if your grandparent has a very large role in a child's upbringing and they spend lots of weekends over at the grandparent's house. Um, another thing would be, what are the actual rules? Like what's the child, where are your boundaries? What is the child allowed to do? Um, do you have um, a, a big place out in the country where if the child runs out the back door to go play in the field, that's not going to be a big deal? Or do you live by a main road where this child has to have a lot more safety in place. Um, if you have one family where there is this, you know, busy road situation and, and another caregiver has that kind of country situation, you might have to make sure there's a consistent rule that we don't go out the front door. We don't go out the back door, regardless of whether it's safe in one place and not in another. Um, what are other rules? I have a little boy who, um, the, the rule is that the child's not allowed to draw on the walls, but in some families, they get some chalkboard paint and they put it on the wall and the child's allowed to draw in that designated space. So it's really important to kind of sit down and know what the rules are. And I would guess that what you want to do is try to find um, the rules that allow the child to have the most independence without breaking rules across the settings that they're in. Um, and and everyone's going to have their own ideas about that. I would I had suggested to the family too that if there were any huge discrepancies, that maybe they might want to you know talk with a child psychologist and get everybody on the same page as to what's going to be the most productive for this little boy. Another one would be when do you use timeout? Is timeout only when the child is doing something that could harm themselves or other people, or if they're getting ready to break something, or if they repeatedly break a rule that they've been they've been reinforced consistently again like when when we have kids that are getting time out all the time but it's really inconsistent and it's not for the same reasons that can be incredibly confusing for a child so we don't want to get into that kind of habit either uh, what do kids learn from the inconsistencies in lots of different parenting styles across a day um, they're learning that that there's not really a real enforcement of a specific rule that they can do things in some places and not in others. And they don't always necessarily know which rule has been set in which place. So there's always this constant, you know, I don't know if I can trust parents. I don't know if I can trust my caregivers because the rules are different everywhere I go. And then when that ends up doing is having increasing frustration and tantrums and, and acting out because there is no consistency and there is no um, idea of what really is supposed to be the rule in each place. So that would be something I would consider. If you ever see your child is starting to have more behaviors that are increasing, look at how many caregivers the child has, what the rules are in each setting, and compare notes and see if you can come up with some consistency across caregivers. I know, And I also realize that that is easier said than done in some cases, especially if you have... Um, 
parents living in different homes, if there is any sort of contention, if you are separated or divorced, that definitely can cause a little bit more of, of a um, issue with getting that consistency going. But I would always, if you're having trouble getting consistency just from discussions among the caregivers, if there's any need for like more work, and I, I would always talk with a child psychologist to get their ideas and their input. I am also going to place a couple of links in the show notes, one of those being from Psychology Today, uh, that talks a little bit more about why consistent parenting is important for kids. But just another thing to think about. We, we, do, we definitely don't want to pin um, that a child has a behavior problem. We don't want to give that label when something as simple as looking at what the expectations are for this child are amongst the settings. I, I always want to try to avoid that because, you know, in many cases when kids act out, it's because they don't really know what the rules are themselves, or there's not a consistent enough reinforcement of the rules and discipline related to that rule in a way that's appropriate for that child's developmental age. So just something to think about. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, it would help me greatly if you subscribe or leave a five-star review. For additional content, including YouTube videos, articles, handouts, and help catered specifically to your child's needs, please visit playteachtalk.com.